0: You've reached the Corey Hotline. Four ninety-five a minute. Here are some words that rhyme with Corey: glory, story, <laughs> allegory, Montessori. Uh-huh.
1: Live from Cool Boys Central. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. Or you'll be cold. Here come the Cool Boys.
2: Just the young boy. <gasps>
1: <gasps> <gasps> so cool.
3: So cool. So cool.
2: Oh, I she cool boys.
1: Greetings, Cool Boy Nation, and welcome to a very special installment of the Cool Boys Podcast. We're still subtitled Fabulous Boner Moments in Movies. I'm Felk.
3: Until we have a different show topic, I'm Ballard, and tonight we are very proud to introduce to you Cool Boy Nation's very own Jaboy, Corey.
1: Hey. (laughs) Actually, you can read this yellow copy here if you like.
0: I'm Corey. Uh, Now, is that uh, specifically for me or is that for all your guests? It's just for everyone who reads third. Oh, I thought really? that was your impression of, oh, Corey's just that, uh,
3: guy. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, he, no. Nolan always has to say it, too. He and, hates it. He, and Steve he, does he not enjoy up.
1: saying it, but he makes, him say, makes Steve say it, too.
3: Yep, Steve. I made Andy say it. Yeah, absolutely. Dorns had to say it.
1: Steve will never hear this because Steve doesn't listen to this podcast.
3: No, he doesn't. He only listens to Batman and Beyond, the okay. Cool Boys podcast. Does he? He does. He does listen to that. Okay. Well, you know, from now on, you'll be known... As Cool Boy Cory instead of Cool Boy Nation's Cory. So cool. This is so cool, Cool Boys. Literally, just just to be right here, right
0: now, there is no other place I want to be right here, right now.
3: Watching the world wake up from history. Uh, I mean, this
0: is a huge honor, a blessing, if you will, and I am not being hyperbolic.
3: All right, what are you guys drinking? What do you guys have going on over there? I bought a six-pack of Cooler's Lights, so we're drinking that. By choice.
0: Coors Light. Because sometimes I get on a Coors Light kick.
1: I offered him Heineken.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I chose Coors Light. It's a good beer.
1: I like
3: the Silver Bullet. Yeah.
0: Anything but Miller. I don't like Miller. You drink it in college, and then you get too good for Coors Light, and then you go back to it. That's my journey.
1: All right. We have some quick establishing Corey questions I, I, I see here. You don't care
3: what I'm drinking?
1: You, oh, okay. It's a padding. Oh, set?
3: interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm just drinking a gin and tonic. Oh, okay. That's fancy. That's it. But I'm drinking two of them at the same time. That is cool. To speed things up.
1: Double fist, if you will. That's it. That'll get it into your system faster. Uh, before we get into voters, can we can we edify about on the discussion we had before we started? This is Corey. Corey's listened to, to many of our episodes Um, he, he, he was under the impression when he heard, when I explained that we'd be doing boner moments, as I think many people in our audience Mm -hmm. interpret that as we're discussing boners and thought for 50 minutes, we'd be talking about movie boners only.
3: Yeah.
0: Or penises. I did think that. And I was, I was like, I don't know if I can fill 50 minutes of that. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) there's three of us, but. I mean, little little of the fact that you
1: thought we did, we did that every week. That's what it sounds
0: like. <laughs> but then I read what they actually were, and it's not all boner related.
3: No, no, no. Some boner are. is just a term. Boner is just a term. An uh, affectionate term.
1: The couple do have mild boners. to boners, yes.
3: There was a dick pic one. Oh. Ooh. Ooh.
2: Ooh.
3: Ooh. Ooh. So, Corey,
0: yeah. what is your favorite cool boy show? I know my favorite moment, or the one that had the most impact on me.
3: Really? You actually do have one? I just wrote this as total bullshit, but what is it? Oh, I'm, I'm taking it seriously. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, the one about Predator, um, and I know you've talked about Predator a lot probably, but there was one specifically where I think I was listening on the way to work, and then I was like, the second I get home from work, I'm watching Predator, which I don't own, so I spent money and watched Predator, so... I would say, in that sense, that was the most impactful show.
1: What did we say about Predator other than- Yeah, what did we say? Reminding you of it, (laughs) that exists. You're like, oh yeah, Predator's a movie. I think you talked a lot about
0: the manliness of the Carl Weathers Schwarzenegger high five or whatever.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Dylan! You son of a bitch. What's the matter? The CIA got you pushing too many pencils? Huh? Had enough? Make it easy on yourself, Dutch. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Never did know when to quit, huh? Damn, good to see you, Dutch.
3: Huh? Oh, this must be Pumping Arnold, right? Yeah. This been oh wow, well,
1: that was—that's a, a flashback.
3: That's a great episode.
0: Yeah, that was it. Because I think I watched Pumping Iron too on Netflix.
3: Oh, that's a great documentary.
0: I'd seen it before, but I needed a refresher. You son of a bitch.
1: Well, I guess that's Pumping Arnold, which is one of our more popular episodes. Also, Corey, what is your favorite CBA? That's Cool Boy Antic. Also. Also, Corey. <laughs> what is your... Also, Corey. What is the cool... What's a Cool Boy Antic? That's a good question. Please explain. Ballard, what is a Cool Boy Antic? A, a CBA. Ow! Yeah, that's what it stands for.
3: <laughs> yes. Whee! There's nothing... I told you that I wrote this is total bullshit. No. Huh? Hmm. No, <laughs> I'll have to come back to that one.
1: <laughs> we do not prepare this podcast.
3: No, it's even better that way. It's no, like, yeah, I yeah. love it. Well, let's get into the... Uh, you no, ra- don't we have one more question yeah, to ask? Yeah.
1: No, I'm not reading that to Corey. Also, Corey, I hope you and I can get married someday. <laughs> that's, that's from... The, the, you know that's from? No. It's from the Corey Hotline. Hi, this is Corey. I hope you and I can get married someday. There are other Corys in the world. It's like this is the first one you've met. You like, you like. I, I know that name from The Simpsons. Oh, that was the most impactful Cory that yeah. I've ever like experienced ever in anywhere. One, and there was Corey episode.
3: Feldman and Corey Hart.
1: That is who it's based on. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that it's and Haim.
3: Yeah, sure.
1: But or, I wear my sunglasses at night. I think more Haim and Feldman than heart heart wasn't a teen heartthrob
0: who cares he was a heartthrob regardless wait was he the one i'm not taking my sunglasses off i think so yeah no no, the, no,
1: yeah. I, no, no, no no
0: i no. wear
3: my sunglasses at well, night what
0: is when you said i don't take my sunglasses off at night It that made me think of that kid who like threw the party in australia wasn't his
2: name also yeah Corey? his name
0: was Corey as well okay. and he would not take his sunglasses off
2: well, it's the real-life risky business. A teenager holds an alcohol fueled party for hundreds of kids while his unsuspecting parents are on holiday. 16-year-old Corey Worthington is now facing not only the wrath of mum and dad, but a $20,000 fine from police. I spoke to him a short time ago. Your parents were out of town, you put out the invitation, you started it, why don't you make a grown up decision now and accept responsibility, take off those glasses and apologise to everybody that you frightened, to the police who were forced to retreat and whose cars have been damaged and to the community who have had to pay for this. Take off your take a few glasses and apologise to us.
3: I'll say sorry but I'm not
2: taking off my glasses. Why not? Because they're famous because your glasses are famous yeah oh! why are your glasses famous i know everyone likes them so i know i'm not taking them off
1: inspiration for project x yeah not a good oh movie.
2: yes
3: that's right that was based on a real thing like a real crazy party that went down in like a neighborhood in, in australia
2: No. Yeah. you're pretty happy with the way you look and the attitude you've got are you yeah, my parents aren't, but I am. Okay, Corey, we've got to wrap this up, but what would you say to other kids who were thinking of partying when their parents are out of town? Get me to do it for you. Get you to do it for you, not don't do yeah. it. Nah, get me to do it for you. Best party ever so far. That's what everyone's been saying, so... Well, we've got to go, but I suggest you go away and uh, take a good, long, hard look at yourself. I have. Everyone has. They love it. Oh, cool. cool boy.
3: guys 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 Kai Uh I just have one quick question before our boners get fabulous would you rather be Michael Beans Dwayne Hicks in Aliens endure all that he does in that film we will have to assume for the sake of this Would You Rather that Hicks fucks Ellen Ripley off-camera at some point before the attack on Newt by the facehugger and, of course, dies in the prologue of Alien 3 or be Michael Bean's Kyle Reese in The Terminator and all that he does in that film, fuck Sarah Connor in a steamy hot motel bed and, of course, die at the end of The Terminator. It's easy. It's easy, well, really. Dwayne, it's easy.
1: Yeah, because Dwayne Hicks gets to live a more or less comfortable life of a paid like Marine. He's living like a military life in Aliens, but oh. in in the Terminator, he's lived mm-hmm. a, a life of like basically like underground survivalist shit. Like he's eating good good food between like missions on a, in Aliens back on Earth and stuff. But in the Terminator, he's eating rats all the time. Interesting.
3: Interesting. Now here's the thing. We do have to assume he fucks Ellen Ripley, but what if he didn't? So what if you're choosing a life where you don't have sex anymore (laughs) or you could have sex with Sarah Connor? You just said we we... will have
1: to assume for the sake of this would you rather?
3: What do we do when we assume? Why'd you write that then? We make an ass out of you and me to give myself escape like option, like a little moment to get the fuck out and you know turn it around on you if I had
1: to. All right. Uh, well, I'm gonna go with the "Would You Rather" is written, not the one you just modified on me after the fact. That what are you he, talking about? That he, that he does have sex with Ellen Ripley off camera, although I don't know when. They don't really have time to do it. It's, he,
3: they do right before Newt's attacked by the facehugger. There's a little bit of like a fast forward in about an hour, and there's a there's a moment
1: they could have fucked then. This when he's showing her the M4A1 assault rifle. Okay, pull it inside here. Right? Huh? Lean
2: into it. hmm All right, we'll kick some. Oh. All right, when the counter read zero here, you... I
3: press this up?
2: That's right. I get another one in quick. Slap it in hard. Oh. Right. you ready to rock and roll. What's this? And that's a grenade launcher. I don't think you want to mess with that. You started this.
3: And just after? Come on. You just show her how to use the grenade launcher aspect of it, and she doesn't just immediately just get soaked in panties, and you want to fucking just dive in head first? Show me everything. I can
1: handle myself.
2: Yeah, I noticed.
1: I guess. It's not implied that they had sex.
3: I thought it was implied. I don't know.
0: The key word is, like, what what he endures. And Mm kind of like Felk was saying...
2: Well, He Uh, he doesn't really
0: endure that much in Aliens compared to what he does in The Terminator, so I think I'd rather be Hicks.
3: Yeah, The Terminator is pretty intense.
1: He he takes acid right to the face.
3: He does, but The Terminator, he explodes himself. He falls out of the sky, and then he just
0: gets his ass kicked for
3: two hours. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty true. (laughs) But he gets to fuck Sarah Connor when Little Hamilton was hot. Yeah, she was. And even Sigourney Weaver on her best day is not as hot as Linda Hamilton as when fucking The Terminator came out. I don't find either of those women
1: particularly attractive.
3: I I think Sigourney Weaver is really sexy, and I think it comes from within, not from without
1: with her. Wait, Sigourney Weaver's sexiness is like her personality? Mm-hmm. Okay. Her insides. Well, now that... Now it means like intestines. You mean like her, what are you talking You mean her like her psyche, her mental state. Whatever you want, big guy. Okay. I don't want to put a label on it. I don't like labeling things. Okay. Well, I'm going with Hicks because Hicks is a badass who mm. sleeps through drops into the atmosphere. Yeah. And Michael and Kyle Reese, we don't really know if he's a badass or not. Maybe he's just like the guy that they sent Back in time because he was the most expendable. And they thought the time machine would just kill him.
3: No, isn't it because there was like an inclination that's like, oh, maybe that's my daddy.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. No, I guess he, like John Connor just straight up knows he's his father. Yeah. Because she tells him. Yeah. So so it's destiny. Was she supposed to tell him? She wouldn't be fucking up like seriously there. Cool boy nation. Wait, I didn't give my option. Okay, what, what what would you pick? You just don't even <laughs> care. You're the one who writes these. I, I kind of just uh, asso- associate you with being part of them. You've already tipped your hat. I know which one you're picking.
3: What am I picking then?
1: Kyle Reese for some reason because of Sarah Connor.
3: No, no, no. Unfortunately, Felk, I, I am not. I, I would not pick... The fact that I would birth, you know, in the process of providing my semen, Michael Edwards, you know, old John Connor, I would uh, I would pick the uh, Dwayne Hicks because I think just being Hicks would be so fucking cool.
1: Rest in peace, Michael Edwards. Rest in peace, Michael Edwards. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Michael Edwards who portrayed the future
1: John Connor in Terminator 2. He got into like a car crash doing cocaine off like a hooker's tit on the 5 going like 85. Yeah, that that was a violent but hooker-filled death. He also had a huge dick I heard. Oh, the biggest. Rest in peace Michael Edwards. Cool boy, nation! If there is a Would You Rather you would like us to discuss on a future podcast, please email us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. Well, Cool Boys, I don't think you can get a more topical Would You Rather than that. Time to move on to our Cool Boys fabulous boner moments in movies.
3: Um, I doubt we'll have anything Michael Bean related in our boners.
1: The setup is this. Each episode, all three Cool Boys have entered different Cory fabulous moments from movies into our Cool Boy boner hat. We will then draw a total of five Cory-prepared moments this episode at random, and then talk about all the fabulous Corys they gave us. Now, these Cory cultivated boaters could have sprouted because of a sultry, heroic shot. Maybe it was a really, really, really funny joke. Maybe it was just a so silly man booty that made your naughty bits tingle. Now, no one has seen each other's selections, so it'll be a nice big old titty surprise even for us every time a new Cory boater moment is drawn. It sounds like I'm talking about Cory's boater. One last thing to mention before we start popping some fucking boaters. Each boner moment drawn will have a discussion limit of 10 minutes just to make sure we don't get too erect. And most importantly, let's keep it clean, gentlemen. Okay, cool (laughs) boys. Let's grab our fucking huge monster cocks and let's start fucking. The first boner from the boner hat is... Nice. Awesome. All right. The first boner Uh comes from me, (gasps) Felk. It is... What is the best... Harrison Ford character from only one movie. Harrison Ford, of course, is famous for playing numerous characters your Rick Deckards, your Indiana Joneses, your Hans Solo, uh, Jack Ryan. But all of those characters are in multiple movies.
0: I'm just going to go with my gut instinct on this one uh, and say Dr. Richard Kimball.
1: I came home. There was a man in my house. He had an artificial arm. So here's my yes! problem with that. Here's my issue. Yes. No, I, I. From one movie only. What meaning, other movies he been in? Meaning, there's like, there's a sequel called something. U.S. There's Marshals. no Richard
3: Kimball in it. There's no Richard Kimball in U.S. Marshals. Doesn't he make a cameo
1: appearance? No. I've never actually seen U.S. Marshals, so there's.
3: And he does there not make no- a cameo. Tommy Lee Jones's character is the only connection. Uh,
1: but then there's also the fact that it was a TV show, and then a remake of the TV show. All right, happened. nah, will, but you said uh, movie.
0: All, all right, I, I'll disregard it. I'll think of something his else. his research, <laughs> so that <RD laughs> yeah. our Diony could be approved, and Devlin McGregor would give you Provasic. He falsified his
1: research so that our DU-90 could be approved and Devlin McGregor could give you (laughs) Provasic.
0: Whatever that means.
3: Yeah, what, yeah, that's the that's the drug, right? They're, they're they're giving.
0: But is Devlin McGregor a person or like a firm? I think it's the name of the
1: pharmaceutical company.
3: I love it. No, I think Richard Kimball's a great a great one off. Uh, you know, only one movie Harrison <laughs> Ford character. Yeah, I think it's probably one of the best. If you take out like Han Solo and in Indiana and Deckard at this point now, Deckard would have been a one off if they didn't make Twenty Forty Nine. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I would have to go with that. You can't go, yeah, Jack Ryan. Fuck.
0: He was also very
1: vulnerable, which is Harrison Ford is good at doing. So, so, uh, well, speaking of vulnerable Harrison Ford. Oh, Phil,
3: you're going to go with Firewire?
1: No, no, no. It's not even a A movie. Firewall. Firewall Firewall is a movie with Harrison Ford. No.
3: I wish it was called Firewire. I'm
1: arguing the funniest and best Harrison Ford is retarded Harrison Ford. So I'm picking... Henry Turner from Regarding Henry.
2: Success made Henry Turner's life Henry. perfect.
3: <sighs> Give me a break, will you? I just want to pack a pack of cigarettes. Fate.
2: Henry, I know you can hear me.
3: Made it something more. Cardiac arrest caused a lack of oxygen to the brain. It's going to be a long, tough rehabilitation.
1: Because that's a really
3: sad movie.
1: You get to see what? No, it's hilarious. Come on, I I cried. Retarded Harrison Ford finding out he was fucking another woman at at, at the Ritz uh, Hotel. That's why he's drawing Ritz crackers because his retarded brain can't come. You know. Come to terms with it. Yeah, it's dark if you see it in the the realistic light, but and and like take it for like, oh, this is an emotional movie. But if you see it as kind of a manipulative and saccharine movie, it becomes hilarious because it's it's, it's Harrison Ford pretending to be retarded. Before Sean Penn broke that whole thing where I am Sam. Yeah, with I am Sam, he broke it. Like, because basically it was the, you know, you play a retard, you get an Oscar nomination. Nomination at least. Harrison Ford was nominated, I'm pretty sure. I haven't looked it up but uh facts yeah but uh, <laughs> obviously sean penn thought like oh i can i can do this too too and, and gave such a terrible performance at i am sam that then tropic thunder had to go and make fun of it basically you went full retard man never go full retard you don't buy that Ask sean penn 2001 i am sam remember went full retard went home empty handed. uh he was still in that sweet spot. Cause it, regarding Henry was before Forrest Gump, I think. Also. Yes.
3: I th- yes. I think
1: it was. So like, yeah, he, that was his, like, you know, give me an Oscar. Uh, that was his like attempt to do that. And he fails miserably at it Give me an Oscar because Harrison Ford in real life has smoked so much pot that he can barely, you've seen the, like the Isle of Lucy thing, right? Corey and me know this very well. This, the, him trying to record a birthday message to, uh, Lucy Arnez. Lucille,
2: Melissa, and I are sorry we can, couldn't be there tonight. Oh, sorry. Um, we're delighted.
1: uh oh, fuck. For like some like AFI thing. It, what? The, the, the footage is leaked, and it's all he has to say is like, "Happy birthday, Lucy. I've always been a big fan. I really wish I could." No be there. way. And it ta- its like five minutes to like, "Hi, Lucy. I'm sorry, Melissa, and I couldn't be there tonight with you to,
2: to share." in honoring you. Oh, shit. Guys, this... I fucking... Well,
0: I actually watched Regarded Henley not too long ago because it's on Amazon Prime. It's a very sad, touching movie. Um, but little trivia for it. You know who wrote that? Micah? Yeah. Jeffrey Abrams wrote that. And then halfway through the movie, somebody delivers a pizza or something. I'm like, that looks like J.J. Abrams. So... Yeah, J.J. Abrams wrote that movie. I'm pretty sure, and he also makes a little cameo. In who's, the who's
1: Jeffrey Abrams?
0: That's what he went by before J.J. I think.
1: Oh, really? So he's credited. Yeah. He's yeah, that the, is him, but he's credited as Jeffrey.
0: As the credits yep. went by at the beginning, it said Jeffrey Abrams. I'm like, I wonder if that's J.J. before he started using J.J. And then, and then he shows up in the movie. So I'm like, well, that can't be coincidence. Huh. It also is Hans Zimmer. This is, by the way. Well, it's got a kind of lazy Hans Zimmer score, but it's pretty good. But Wow! Talk about a diverse composer. His uh, his 90 like, stuff sounds nothing like what he's doing now.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, Very uh, true. He said phases. He said phases. Uh, you know, I I I genuinely do think it's a good movie, but not a great performance from Harrison. That my point was that he's not necessarily unlike Tom Hanks. Harrison doesn't really come across like smart enough that when you see him playing. A mentally disabled character it feels like a different character he he just feels like a slow day for Han Solo yeah
0: I will <laughs> say like watching it
1: this time I didn't put together certain things when I watched
0: it when I was cause I saw it like when it came out and yeah the whole him like realizing that he was cheating like that went over my head when I was younger but yeah I, that totally that went whole, over
3: my head I didn't realize that till right yeah, now that's a, talk said that
0: yeah that's a big like plot point in this movie they both were cheating on each other
3: yeah, I no. You're crying watching that movie, just being
1: like, this is so sad. No, it's a retarded, a mentally disabled person who's been, it has, has brain damage, has to find out that he was an awful husband.
0: It wraps Shoot. itself up real quickly, too, I'll say that. Oh, does it? Okay, like we can spoil this movie. It's 1992, right? It can, yeah, no. Yeah, it, yeah. He, he gets, sh- he gets <laughs> he shot just, in
1: the head a second time, no, and then he's cured.
0: He doesn't get shot a second time. <laughs> no, no. No, they, uh,
1: that was sarcasm.
0: I thought you were. I thought that was your memory of it. For a second. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
0: like, what movie did you? I saw the wrong regarding Henry. Um, no, they just bust their kid out of school, and it's almost the days of thunder. Ending running down the, running down the race car track. They just kind of walk off smiling, and it just wraps itself up real quickly. I'm sure they just maybe they didn't have an ending
1: they thought were, out type of thing. They were saving it for regarding Henry too. Regarding her, Henry. Uh, 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 Regarding
3: Carter. <laughs> and we're going to go on so many adventures. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, you and me, Henry?
3: <laughs> and the golden compass. The adventures will go on, Henry. They'll be amazing and regarded by all of history. You
1: know, and then the title comes on. Regarding Henry. And then after the credits, Thanos gets up <laughs> and goes, I will guess I'll regard Henry myself
3: i will regard him myself.
1: <laughs> okay. You're both going with Kimball. Okay. Well, no love for Hollywood Homicide, I guess. Uh, nope. Or Firewall. Or Working Girl. Or Presumed Innocent. I liked Working Girl. I liked Working Girl, too, actually. That would have been my second choice.
0: I've actually never seen it. It's pretty good. I think good. that was Mike Nichols as well, so maybe, maybe that's why they're like, we should do another movie together, because he did uh, Regarding Henry.
1: And by the oh, way, J- Jeffrey Abrams sounds way more like an adult professional filmmaker than J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams seems like somebody who needs to be like picked up from daycare. Did you get J.J. yet?
3: Get my son J.J.
1: He should not have. Cha- yeah, J.J. He, uh, he he should have. He should have uh, kept that.
3: J.J. You have a good school day.
1: <laughs> That's a good moment to end it on. Let's pull next. Let's pull another boner hat from the boner hat. Let's do it. Let's All do right. It boner (gasps) heading. Who is it? It's boner from Ballard. Ballard? (laughs) Ballard. Jack Ballard. (laughs) Um, What is the most fabulous boner caused by Jennifer Lawrence in a movie? Ooh. Interesting. Interesting choice to pick. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to be kind of redundant with my last episode, so I'm just going to say Mystique again but a specific boner moment caused by Mystique is she does a leg split in Days of Future Past where she pins a guy with her leg. And uh, even up though against the wall. Up against the wall. And you can just see straight up vag. There's also one specific shot Biscuit. at the very end where she, she she's about to, you know, shoot Nixon? What, whoever the fuck she's about to shoot. The midget uh, from <laughs> Game of Thrones. Um, Peter Dinklage. Peter Pinklage. And... Uh, yeah. She drops the gun and it's like a, 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 just a close up of her ass. And um, somebody must have told Brian Singer to get that shot because he wouldn't have thought of that on his own. <laughs> mm. There's a lot of great shots in Days of Future Past of Mystique running around naked. Technically speaking, I should pay, I should actually say when you first see her walking into that kitchen painted a in nude in, uh, in first class. You're not scared of me? I always believed I couldn't be the only one in the world. The only person who was different. And here you are, Charles Xavier. Raven. As a little girl? That, is, what? No, 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 no. But she does it right <laughs> after she fucks Magneto. No, that's not even Jennifer Lawrence. Um, I know,
3: but you said Mystique, and you said the first time she shows up in the kitchen painted nude. No, 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 no. She girl. also,
1: okay, no, no, no. There's like a callback <laughs> to that scene where it's Jennifer Lawrence after she fucks Magneto. She walks into the same kitchen and, and, and sees uh, James McAvoy, and he's like, What? You're naked? What?
2: God's sake. Raven, where are your clothes? Put, put, put some clothes on. That's not what you said when you first saw me. But I guess pets are always cuter when they're little, right?
1: But it's like, that's Jennifer Lawrence actually wearing body paint, just like Rebecca Remain did. But Jennifer Lawrence didn't like the body paint very much with Miserable. So she actually made them fashion a... um, Kind of like a suit. unitard, Yeah, suit. Yeah, it's like, it's like spandex that's that's slipped onto her in the next one. So I mean, technically speaking, you're, you're seeing more of a I skin. I think in the that's first
3: one. true more for Apocalypse than Days of Future Past. I thought Days of Future Past there was still some painting. I thought it was just they had some ways of gluing it down faster.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, visually speaking, you really can't tell the difference. As far as you know, you're looking at Jennifer. Lawrence.
3: No, because on Apocalypse, when she does look like blue naked for a half a second in Apocalypse, you can kind of tell she's in a suit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a specific moment in American Hustle when she is uh. on, she's on her bed, and her husband, played by Christian Bale, is leaving. She's in a one-piece white something, and she goes... she leans over to him as he's leaving. He goes, she goes, come on. He goes, I gotta go. She goes, there's so much good stuff here, baby. Irving. Oh my god.
2: Come here. Come on. Get in a bed.
3: Baby, there's such good stuff here. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's a a great moment.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then she goes,
0: (laughs) I was hoping that would come up. By the way, that's nothing like I remembered it in American Cycle. He just goes, (laughs) Dorcia, Um, yes, I know it's a little late, but is it possible to reserve a table for two at eight or eight thirty, perhaps?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Bowers going, he, 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 he. and like the, the, the guy goes, eh, eh, eh. it's like, it's, like it's, nothing, it's not even remotely close. I think you just I did know, it so I well, Boward,
0: that you kept it alive. And that now, I just my impression of it is what you did.
1: <laughs> what the fuck are we even talking about, American?
0: Stuff? But no, American Hustle, she goes, There's so much good stuff here, baby. It's a great moment. Uh, i have not seen red sparrow so
1: i can't say i have seen red sparrow she is naked a lot she shows her ass a lot she's actually not naked a lot she's naked in it but the most nude she gets is half tit like one tit that's a really hot shot by the way so you've watched it in gif form i've seen it in some form thank you internet kind of making it really bother me after i watched all of under the skin in theaters that's a horrible horrible movie Um, that like a day later, like all the nude shots of her were on like X videos. It was like cams of them, but still just like, I didn't need to spend $17 and an hour and 40 minutes of my life for that.
3: I learned that with Crossroads after I watched it in uh, theaters and then, and then afterwards, pretty much the internet, even back then, whatever that was, 2003, was like still had like immediately like, here's what she looks like in Crossroads, you know, and you could whack it to it real hard if you wanted to. What is she? Britney doing? Spears what is is talking she, about. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, not Taryn Manning. Um
3: <laughs> or Zoe Saldana.
1: Although she turned out pretty okay. Um
3: Zoe did, yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh
1: Britney Spears does what in Crossroads?
3: She gets she gets uh in her panties and hangs out with Justin Long and they about to do it after like a prom or homecoming or some shit. Wow graduation
1: then he was john mcclain's sidekick justin long had some uh, had like a really good like 2000 to 2005 experience and then he just died or something yeah and he got to, he got to marry drew barrymore after tom green married her no those are spoiled goods <laughs>
0: he sold those apple computers from like
3: yeah oh i forgot about that. six to he eight also broke uh broke into hollywood with um galaxy quest
0: Oh really? Yeah, he's in Galaxy. He's Galaxy. the
3: fanboy that like has to do all the chores before he can save them as they're like coming into the right. atmosphere. You ready for another one? Um, I would say uh, my favorite Jennifer Lawrence moment. Oh god.
1: <laughs> he almost forgot is no, it's not because I don't care, it's just because it feels so natural.
3: I um I have to say my absolutely one hundred percent like favorite Jennifer Lawrence moment would be I can't say Red Sparrow because technically I didn't see that movie yet. So I guess I'll have to say Passengers when she has, like, a sex scene with Chris Pratt, and then she gets, like, stuck in a swimming pool in a white, you know, swimsuit. That was pretty hot.
1: I haven't seen that. Is it worth seeing? No,
3: it's a horrible movie. It's got all okay. but the But, you know, she looks great in it, and she does a lot of running in, like, running gear. So she's in, like, tight spandex. It looks hot as fuck.
1: Jezebel hates it, so I almost watched it. The next boater <gasps> comes from Ballard. Mm, again. What is the most fabulous... Past
3: movie audience experience. Ooh, very good. Very good boner indeed. So, yeah, so this is just like, you know, what was the best audience you ever dealt with or worst audience you ever dealt with? Just past movie audience experience that would be like memorable enough, I would say. So I can go first to give you guys some time to think. I'm a very positive, upbeat person. Glass is always, you know, half full with me. And um, I'm just going to pick something really simple. I'm going to pick the best audience experience I've ever had. I mean, I could go and pick the times where I've had people laughing and yelling. I went and saw Scary Movie 3 with uh, Cool Boy Steve. And this man kept screaming every single time the little boy in Scary Movie 3, that's Charlie Sheen's little boy, that's Anna Ferris's little boy, gets hit by a car or like someone like slams him with a door, the dude would just jump up and go, Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And like
3: just get so overly excited.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. It got really awkward that he kept getting these, I guess you could call them fabulous boner moments for him every time this little boy got injured. But I'm not going to go with that either. i just going to go with something that's glass half full. And for me, the best audience experience I absolutely ever had. Now, this is not best movie, just best audience experience would be there's something about Mary. That entire oh, oh, okay. audience clicked. And we were all in the exact same moment at the exact same time, laughing and roaring in our seats.
1: Exactly. What the hell is the situation? What did you
3: shit yourself or something? Oh, my gosh. I, I got it stuck.
1: You got what stuck? It.
3: Oh, yeah. um, uh, well, uh, listen, uh, it's not the end of the world. And I was blown away. I remember actually thinking at the time I was watching that film, holy shit, we are all in this fucking movie. And I actually thought that back then. I remember being like, wow, we are all in this right now. This is fucking great. And uh, yeah, for me, that would be my best uh, or my most audience experience.
0: Yeah, I was working at a theater when that movie was out, and every audience was the your audience, basically. It was... It was awesome. It would sell out every night, and from the concession stand, you could almost time like the hair gel scene. You would just hear this eruption of laughter and from the theater, and.
2: What is that? Hmm? On your ear. No, your left ear. Is that? Is that hair gel? Yeah. You know, I can like, use no, 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 that don't, don't, you, that don't, you, that. Don't, you
3: don't, you don't. have <laughs> to. I just ran out. <laughs> I, I, I haven't rewatched There's Something About Mary in a very long time, so I don't know if that movie works today at all.
1: Eh, he's. It's a little... I'm sure Jezebel doesn't approve of it. It's problematic, you would say, Phil? Yeah, just the fact that he's kind of a, like a clear, clearly manipulating a woman. Everyone is in that movie. Yeah, even look, but the hero look, the hero is basically just the guy who's manipulating her the least. Although we don't know how much Brett Favre is, is but Brett Favra is um manipulating her in the movie. I mean, I kind of I didn't I didn't see something about Marion Theaters. I did see I did see Meet the Parents. And although I now look at that movie very differently, because it's 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 a much darker film than I ever anticipated. Um <laughs> the it's Audi not funny it's dark. That
0: guy's an asshole.
1: Like De Niro. what
0: De Niro puts him through. It's not even funny.
1: Yeah, De Niro... <laughs> is it De Niro's obsession with his daughter yeah. is way creepier than the movie plays at all. Just leave.
0: Don't marry this girl. Yeah. You're inheriting a psychotic father-in-law.
1: But people really... Like yeah, that, that, seriously. I never even thought of that. The theater really enjoyed it, and that was one of the times where like, I'm glad I saw this with people, because if I saw this alone, it would not be funny. I also saw... <laughs> American <laughs> Beauty I think at that same theater and I sat between like two different black couples and every time you see, you see Mina Suvari covered in roses uh, yeah. the guy, yeah. the, this guy would go <laughs> ooh, ooh ooh every time Mina Suvari did anything like remotely
2: sexy Whoa!
0: saw American Beauty my friend w- went into the wrong theater and never came back and I was so into this movie that I said fuck it I'm not going to look for him so hour into the movie during the the speech one of the dark spe- long speeches from Ricky and it's all quiet he comes into the theater and starts dancing in front of the screen and everyone's transfixed but sees this person dancing and this one guy
1: goes what the hell <laughs> <laughs> I, best, I think the best was when Thora Birch like does her little tit show. It was a very, it was like more inquisitive. He was like, hmm,
2: hmm,
1: like that. I was like, like how do I feel about this?
2: Ooh, hmm,
0: how do I feel
1: about this?
2: You little bastard! Ooh. Ow. Ow. Ooh. Oh. Come on, get <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. When I saw the Brady Bunch of movie, uh, it was uh they were every time there's was a musical number, they just got uh, people just got up and danced. It was like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, except like, oh, this is how every movie plays at this theater.
0: Mine's kind of cliche. I almost don't even like it, but it's The Dark Knight because um, mm. I saw it with Felk. Ah. and if you remember, yes. We saw a couple of things happen in that movie theater. We saw it with a great actor
1: for one thing. Yeah. yeah,
0: Michael Rooker was in the theater, so that was nice and weird. Because wow. he's a scary dude. It was sold out. It was opening weekend, and of course, it was a great movie. But if you remember at the end, during the uh, the boat sequence where one of them's going to blow up, and it was a very tense moment. There was a fight yeah. almost broke out in the theater. People I,
1: were talking or on their phone or something.
0: It it just made it, it was uncomfortable, and it was intense but it actually helped that scene in the movie it was it was just a very intense experience
1: the the movie had everybody so much on edge yeah and like those who were like embracing chaos were like you're you're but
0: they weren't fighting because of the movie they were fighting because of some stupid somebody was probably talking too loud or something but it was a big it looked like a big fight was about to break out into the theater
3: wow yeah so your anxiety levels are up even further they're even more heightened because of the scene but also because like oh shit these guys can start fighting at any moment, and I'm gonna have to break out of this theater and like get the fuck out of these guys' way.
0: Well, I remember everybody clapped and when the move in the movie when they both when the, give it to me, and he just throws it out the window. No. Maybe that resolved it. Maybe they looked at that movie, and they go, you know what? Let's do the no way. Equivalent <laughs> of that right now and put our differences aside. <laughs>
3: So that's so the Killer Croc character in The Dark Knight, who throws the uh, the detonator out the window, is actually ended up neutralizing the real life fight in your theater. Maybe
0: it probably didn't happen that way, but that's the way I'd like to remember it. I, the I fight think it was should
3: be remembered that way. It was
0: pretty far away from us in terms of where we were seated, but
3: how big was your theater? Where were you? IMAX? Uh, why do you
1: think that character was Killer Croc?
3: Because he has a crocodile tattoo on his neck.
1: It was a giant AMC theater. I also shout out to the guy who's who when I when uh, in Star Trek into Darkness, Benedict Cabbage Patch says, My name is Khan. The, the guy who who said, Who the fuck's Khan?
0: <laughs> yeah, you told me this.
1: Awesome. No way. Yeah. <laughs> that also, when uh, Spock was dying in the recreation of the Star Trek 2 scene, uh, the guy just straight up answered his phone and said, like, I'm in a movie. Says, Star Trek! Somebody said like, are you fucking serious? You're answering it.
2: Oh you didn't know why I let you die. Why I went back for you? Because you are my friend. <clears throat> I'm in movies, is Star Trek.
1: Are you fucking serious? You're answering it. <laughs>
2: Who the fuck's called? God, that was
1: close. Our next voter. <gasps> Uh-oh. What is the most fabulous death in Saving Private Ryan? Ooh. This voter comes from Ballard. Colonel, I've got something you should know about. Yes. These two men died in Normandy. This one at Omaha
3: Beach. Sean Ryan. This one in Utah. Peter Ryan. This man was killed last week in New Guinea. Daniel, Brian. The three men are brothers, sir. I've just learned that this afternoon their mother's getting all three telegrams.
1: That's not all, there's a fourth brother, the youngest. He's somewhere in Normandy, we don't know where. And boy is alive. We're gonna send somebody to find him and we're gonna get him the hell out of
0: there. I mean, I assume he dies, but the guy holding his own guts, crying for his mom is definitely the most disturbing. No, he was fine. Death in that movie. Mama! Mama!
3: Mama! That's it? That's your boner? I love it. (laughs) That was the... uh,
1: Mama! He didn't die. He's fine. Mama!
0: Definitely the worst death in Saving Private Ryan, or the most disturbing. Well, that one guy just blows up completely by the sticky bomb. That, that, that I'd might almost be mine. I think I'd prefer that than the slow death that the guy holding his guts had.
2: you do it now! Light it up! You! Light it!
1: Tom Hanks, he seems like he's falling asleep. Ernest. Stole that Ernest. from a movie.
3: Ernest.
1: Yeah. Uh, that movie really should end with, it morphs, Matt Damon morphs into the old guy. Um, and and the old guy just like looks at his wife and he's like, "Tell me, you know, tell me I'm a good man." And she just slaps him and goes, "You rapist!
2: You <laughs> you're, you're, you're
1: horrible!" And walks away from
3: him. Yeah, really, Jesus. Oh man, I guess my favorite death would have to be <laughs>
1: Barry Peppers. Oh, get out! oh, you don't see it? It's just the tower explodes. Yeah, how do we know he died? <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> what if the next shot was was him just like falling out of the tower as it explodes behind him, <laughs> going, Sex! Fucking <laughs> oh, get it out! Fowler <laughs> oh, well, is sex in sex double penetration.
3: Adam
0: Goldberg has a great death. Yeah, that was all improvised too.
3: That was all improvised? It was the (laughs) real (laughs) life.
0: No, the whole, like, uh, him not getting up the staircase and that whole death apparently was just...
1: That wasn't in the script.
3: Jeez, that's fucking crazy.
1: So wait, Jeremy Davis? Davies? Is that just like the actor breaking down (laughs) they just wrote it into the movie? (laughs) I I think he's like, who's left? Who hasn't
0: died? Well, you're going to get stabbed by this guy. And then you would obviously expect in most movies that Upham would go up the stairs and save him, but
1: he doesn't. Oh yeah. It was, it's you, right? who, Who had the theater experience with some, some girls in the theater with you?
0: Oh yeah. They hated Upham. They thought Upham was a big wimp. What'd they and do? Like, fucking
1: pussy, he can't even climb some stairs. I think it
0: was when he get, when he has those, uh, when he's got all those, uh, <laughs> that, that magazine put around his neck, and he goes, ouch. And they go, what a wimp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucked,
1: Fucked up. up. Beyond all
2: recognition, right?
3: Never. <laughs> 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 ouch. Whip. <laughs> I
0: turned on and said, "Excuse me, war is hell." No, I didn't say that. Whip. People hate Upum.
1: Yeah, I hate my, it. My dad I, hates him.
3: I love the actor for making me hate the character so much. I never hated him, but
0: maybe I, maybe I should.
3: I hate Upum. I was like, "Oh, Upum, you piece of shit! Everyone dies because of you, Upum."
1: Yeah, basically. Well. But he was trying to be the compassionate one. When he- everybody but Ed Burns. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next boner. No, what's? Oh wait, what's my favorite uh, death and saving Private Ryan Ballard? It's like you you didn't even remember that I wasn't given my answer yet to the to the thing. Maybe I was waiting for I you to move did on. I- Actually, Vin Diesel's death is very evocative <laughs> because he dies trying to do the good thing, but not the war thing. And then, of course, Upham fucks it up for I mean, Upham survives. Doesn't Upham not die? Upham survives. God, yeah. what a little. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with those girls. <laughs> well, he's a little pussy and he, he doesn't deserve to live. He, he, he
0: fucks up everything. Yeah, about, yeah uh, Caparzo tries to do the right thing and it costs him.
2: get the kid back
1: up there! Captain, the decent thing to do is to at least take oh, you down the road God. to the next town. We're not I here to do the decent thing, we're here to follow fucking
2: orders! God, take I take this goddamn kid! Come,
1: on, come on. So it's either that or the sticky bomb guy. This cause like, I'd never seen that before in a movie, somebody just exploding and then just, they're goo. They're basically just human beings and goo in an explosion. And then, like what? Like nine years later or ten years later, uh, Tropic Thunder has Steve Coogan yeah. just blows up, and it's the exact same like ultra-violent effect, and it's played for comedy. Let's go and make the greatest war movie ever! Yeah! 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 yeah. Yeah! And also that same, like, people just explode into, like, a splash of guts happens. I mean, it happens, like, once in Saving Private Ryan, and it's so effective because, like, it's like I'd never seen war be that brutal and violent before. And then uh, Stallone made the movie Rambo, in which that happens, like, every other minute. I was not prepared. Like, 30 people just explode in that movie. It's
0: comical, but I... uh... I remember not being prepared for how violent that movie was going to be. It was but it's hilarious how violent. It didn't need to be that that violent.
3: I that was a great April Fools for my wife. I was like, "Watch this movie. Like it's so good, babe." And it really is good. And then and then it was like we watched it and it was like the first hour is following this guy in this real journey about like having to like get in re reengaged in the war, and then this really dramatic like village scene happens where these kids are practically put on like the ed- edges of like machetes and like they throw and, like, them into bayonets the fire, and yeah. are like thrown into fire, and it's like my wife like starts <laughs> crying. I'm like, it's okay, don't worry, it gets better. And then the ending is just him behind an automatic, just <laughs> just taking out everybody in the area. Shit. Ah.
0: Yeah, every throwaway death is just the person gets cut in half by bullets.
3: Yes, absolutely. Well, then he also does a great job of cutting the main, like, general or whatever in half. Like, he hits him with the machete and then guts it through, like, half his body, then kicks him down a hill. And they do this great job of having his body roll in two different directions until the fact that it breaks his spinal cord and then rolls in two different ways, right, practically in the end? Like that's fucking brutal I don't I don't, I don't recall villain.
1: that whole movie is just like blood goo like it's, it's like everybody's just exploding yeah. it's yeah. like it's like fucking wally coyote shit, but with like blood bags yeah cool let's dive into the next final boner this is a felt Boner <gasps> what is the most fabulous on-screen movie horse death now oh my real answer would be yeah. mentioning Ar- Artex again. Artex. Drowning. From Never Fight Story. the sadness, Artex. Fight against the
2: sadness, Artex.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with the British uh, horse, who is uh, rid- ridden by um, Jason Patrick? Jason Isaacs. And is thus an evil horse getting stabbed with the colonial <laughs> flag, <laughs> which became the American flag. By the most American Australian of all time, Belbert Gibson. <laughs> I actually added the word movie as I was as I was reading this. I just wrote on screen horse death, and I because re- uh, I was like, why doesn't it say movie? Doesn't that sound better? And I remember that I said on screen horse death because Game of Thrones kills horses like they don't fucking care. Like the horse, the horse that uh, the mountain just just chops in half. Um, it's uh, Iron Fist <laughs> the, the gay kid who played Iron Fist later, mm-hmm. uh, his, his horse he's mad and he just chops, he just chops his head off yeah. in front of everybody and then it cuts to Sophie mm. Turner reacting and she's like ah. What about luck? Um,
3: what about Michael Mann's luck where they were like killing horses all the time during the actual production yeah. and on camera
1: I didn't I didn't know that I never watched Luck, but I, I know that like you were like,
3: missing out. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I bet it was fucking so cool because who, who so you think cool? Of like, oh, man, oh. firefighters and fucking special agents and, you know, high stakes, you know, business acquisitions, all these crazy fucking things that like um, shows about meth dealers. What about what if we made a show about a horse track? <laughs> it's like did did like an executive's, like, nephew get to come to work one day and pitch that idea. Like, I want to see Horses on HBO. Daddy,
3: I like horses. I like horses. (laughs) I want horses. Daddy, I want horses.
1: (laughs) What's happening?
3: Make that man make
1: horses. And that man was Michael Mann. He's just like, fuck. Oh, fuck, I forgot Michael Mann was involved in that. That makes me even sadder.
3: Hey, Michael, uh... (laughs) My son would like to do a horse show. It's like, well, what, what kind of show? I want you to race the horses, race the horses. I want fast horses. It. And then it's like, all right, do I have to listen to your thirty-five-year-old son anymore, or can we move on? And he goes, horses.
1: You kill the horses. You all kill right. the horses. I mean, The Godfather has. Didn't we have this conversation? And I talked
3: about how I like the Braveheart horse death. Uh, I thought we
1: talked about this. You cut it. It's cut out of the show. So. It wasn't used as content, so if you could do it again. <laughs> Wait, did we do this for dinosaur boners? What, when did we cut it out? I forget. I for, oh, after it was just an aside after we were talking about Artex uh, drowning because Artex was my favorite uh, creature from the Never ending story.
2: Come
1: on! Artex! And then uh, no one protested that it wasn't a creature and then we ended up in, at, talking about the very fart from there. Okay, well then maybe I'll play some of that back right now. By the way, one of my boners. Maybe we'll never do it because this is also my would be my answer is most fabulous on screen horse death. Okay, <laughs> on screen
3: horse death. You can't start that one because seriously, that's not this conversation. And I have one. It's Braveheart. <laughs> maybe it'll come up. What? <laughs> Remember Braveheart when he jumps out of we the fucking of fucking the three <laughs> stories w- fucking window with the horse, and then he falls with the horse all the way to the fucking water, and the horse dies uh, yeah. on yeah, yeah, impact. Yeah. yeah. Let's not even forget all the horses that die from fucking all the pikes and yeah. the, yeah. the spears. Do you think uh, Mel Gibson whipped a couple of the horses for fun?
1: He, may, he I mean, he's murdered a lot of horses in movies. <laughs> At least mm-hmm. two, right? He kills a horse in Braveheart, I'm sure. Oh, he kills horses in Braveheart. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. He kills a horse in The Patriot. He kills a horse in Ransom. And he kills a horse <laughs> in What Women Want. <laughs>
3: yeah. Wait, he kills a horse and ransom? Yeah,
1: yeah. You don't remember? When when Gary Sinise is riding away on the horse and be like, "I'm getting away with it, even though I kidnapped your son, Mel." Um, he picked- puts <laughs> Mel
0: Gibson's son on a horse. <laughs> because what? Of, because Mel Gibson is like closing in on where the, his son is at, and in order to get him out of that basement, Gary Sinise he's been shot by the, at this point, so he just puts the kid on a horse, and then the horse just takes off down.
3: <laughs> Manhattan, Wait, Manhattan. They, they kill the horse?
0: No, they don't kill it. Well, yeah, they do. Mel does. Rene Russo kills it. Actually,
1: oh. <laughs> it's brutal. Actually, Shut and and I would say worst on screen horse death. Just just, just to add that in there. When I saw it in theaters, it's a horror movie. It was super spooky and effective how this horse just dies. But one day at a time, at like two in the morning after a long day of working the night shift, I watched the same movie, The Ring and found its scene in which a horse is on a ferry, and because it's near the scary videotape, it just goes insane, and it busts out of its horse cage and just just jumps off the fucking boat and lands on the propellers to be executed (laughs) in a way that didn't really... It wasn't as horrifying. It was more... That's goofy. (laughs) Dumb horse. (laughs) Got scared by a VHS tape. That's my worst on-screen horse death. My best on-screen horse death is... Mel Gibson stabbing the British horse, the evil British horse in, in The Patriot. But my real best on-screen horse stuff is, of course, R-Trek's uh, drowning in, sad, in black sadness goo.
0: I can't beat that. The only other one coming to mind is that horse that gets its head blown off at the beginning of uh, Django Unchained. But <laughs> oh, you know, yes. that's not as like... <laughs> when does that happen?
3: No, it does. Yeah, when they pick him up out of the, uh, the chain gang. They're not aiming at the
0: horse, or maybe they are aiming at the horse just to get the bolt to go through the horse and hit whoever. But I mean, I thought he took
3: out the horse because he knew that it would take out the guy essentially by landing on the guy somewhat, and that's what it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just
0: I don't like the answer though. It's kind of like that Game of Thrones one. It's cheap compared to like the trauma of the Neverending Story one.
2: Artex, you're sinking! Come on, turn around! Turn around.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how that's in a children's movie, like at all. That horse, like, how how did they even do that effect? It looks like a fucking horse is just being drowned in tar. It was filmed in Germany. So, what, like, the, it's just, like, just kind of like, uh, Milo Otis being filmed in Japan. Like, the Germans yep. just don't, like, how, how do, how do we do scene? We drown horse. Yeah, we drown horse. <laughs> let's, let's just put it this way. If, if your movie is being directed by someone named JJ, um, you're going to like CG or use a special effect. If you have to drown a horse in a movie, but if your movie is being directed by Wolfgang, <laughs> he, he goes, we, we we drown horse now. <laughs>
3: We, it's the only way to get the good reaction out of the actor.
1: Yeah, the kid yeah. Is, is not acting. <laughs> no, he's just like, there's <laughs> it's, it's like, it's clearly in between cuts. He's like, like, Mr. Peterson, please stop drowning the horse. He will pull this horse
3: using this rope rigging under into the mud, drowning the horse. If you don't want it, you ask him to fight the sadness. You tell this horse to fight the sadness and then, and then of course, you know, action.
2: Come on, boy. What's the
0: matter? I understand. (laughs) It's too difficult for
2: you. Mm What a whip! You're thinking! Come on! Get around! You have to now! What the hell? Martex,
0: please. You're letting the sadness of the swamps get to you.
1: I'm in a
2: movie. You have for me. You're my friend. <gasps> I love you. Martex! Mm-hmm. Oh. you got to move or you'll die! Yeah. <gasps>
1: he better stop talking about all these fabulous boner moments in movies, especially before Noli comes sniffing around the corner for some sweet, sweaty man sex. He has that sixth sense for whenever absolute delicious jizz and all of its accoutrements are in the vicinity, and Noli is always lurking around the cool boy offices, (laughs) waiting to grab some hard dick that's just straight begging for it. There's a sixth sense for that. I see delicious jizz people. Like I say, dressing as a cool boy is super fly, so get your ass <laughs> ready for an anal cream pie. <laughs> cool Boy Nation, tell us what you think about this episode's fabulous boner moments in movies. Also, if you have any questions or any more insight on our fabulous boners, then let us know by emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. New episodes come out every Thursday. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook. And please rate and review us as well. You can also donate to us on Patreon receive additional content like Cool Boys After Dark. It only costs a buck a month and you will receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcasts. And please check out our other great cool boy central content with Batman and beyond the cool boys podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play and Patreon. Where the cool boys have an uncensored discussion about Batman, the animated series, everything ranging from bat tips to bat nips and all the boners they have given us. Offer Corey a chance to plug his super cool stuff and so cool social media. Yeah, I don't think you want to do that. Just Google the name Corey and see what you get probably Corey Feldman is the most famous Corey and that's that's too bad
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: as, as previously discussed many times uh, Holly Berry Noe's favorite female human to have sex with played a character named Corey yep. the last Boy Scout. yep that's unfortunate uh, she's hot she's hot she is hot thank you for listening and thank you Corey for chilling like a cool boy with us this episode.
3: Yes, thank you so much, Corey.
0: Oh no, thank you, cool boys. This has been an incredible experience. Maybe top
1: five in my entire life. Stay cool, cool boy nation. Until next time, it's Bizzy's from Felt. That's Bizzy's from Ballard. And that's Bizzy's from Corey. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh yeah. So cool.
3: Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool.
2: Get out of here. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This episode of the Cool Boys podcast was brought to you by... Let's see what's
0: in the newspaper today. Canada stalls on trade pact. Get some... Cool cool (laughs) (laughs)
2: points! So serious.